Welcome once again to another edition of The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management. Today's show, we have Paul Wiseman, President and CEO of Guildhall Wealth Management, and with him, your faithful host, Darren Long, Vice President of Sales, Guildhall Wealth Management, and lots to talk about on today's show. Paul, I mean, listen, we've gotten through a lot of information over the last few shows. We've talked a little bit about where we think the markets are heading and what is most alarming to us, and we're going to continue a little bit on the trend of understanding where the U.S. is at right now, the world's largest economy, what's happening in Canada. We have lots to talk about on the show, and this Real Money Show is a show which on a weekly basis does talk about change for investors. It talks about how to hold gold and silver in your portfolio, how to add them to your portfolio, whether it be for the purposes of taking it home, storing it, whether you're using uh, different types of accounts that we offer. We'll discuss that and much, much more on this Real Money Show. The number to get going is one eight seven seven eight silver or you can venture over to our website, which is guildhallwealth.com. There you'll find information on home delivery, depository storage, registered accounts, allocated financing, and a lot more on the metals markets at large. And uh, we will be discussing throughout this show a few of the small offerings we have that are promotional, that give you a little bit of free gold and silver to go along with your purchase as our way of saying thank you. And to those that were in the market from last week, welcome aboard. We're happy to have you here at Guild Hall. And uh, it is and has been an exciting week, a lot of news coming out, Paul. And uh, through this show, we're going to discuss a little bit about exit strategies. The U.S. has none. And we just saw today before we came down to do this show on Thursday that the good old Mr. Trump was deciding to roll back and sign the paperwork to do so, the Dodd-Frank bill that had been put in place to help regulate and prevent against 2008 conundrums happening again. And unfortunately, in rolling that back, some will agree that that's the right thing to do. He's passing it off as a way to free up lending as a way to get more liquidity in a time when in the last seven and a half years, interest rates have been at zero and three and a half trillion dollars in quantitative easing hasn't produced the stimulus to allow small businesses and people to borrow. I have no idea what he could do in rolling back that Dodd-Frank bill, except for debauchery and fraud and a lot of things that you know I don't think are going to make anybody happy, but I'll tell you what is going to benefit from it, gold and silver. Yeah, the whole idea of um, repealing some of Dodd-Franks was for the small community banks because they had restrictions on them, which were the same restrictions that were put on to people like J.P. Morgan, Goldman Sachs, which on a small community bank really doesn't make sense, um, which um, didn't allow them to lend money. Basically, they couldn't lend... You know, a consumer wanted a loan for business or personal reasons. Uh, they were basically being restricted. You know, as we're recording this show on Thursday afternoon, uh, silver has uh, moved up today around about 18 cents. Um, it's trading at 16.65. Gold had a nice move up uh, of 13, well, actually of almost $10. We're trading at $1,305 U.S. Um one of the reasons uh, that it moved up so swiftly was the cancellation of the North Korean meeting. Um, we didn't think this was going to happen anyway, 
pretty good head fake, more head fakes than in the couple of hockey games that are going on, don't you think, Darren? I do think that, and it is possible to see the writing on the wall as far as that is concerned. They'll play that out for as long as they need to. I mean, Trump is a bully, Paul. At the let's let's call it what it is, and until he gets a favorable position, it won't matter whether it's NAFTA, whether it's North Korea, he will push people to the brink until he gets what he wants. And now he's talking about automobiles and the industry coming back to full strength in the U.S. But uh, people have an appetite for value, Paul. They have an appetite for Chinese well, goods that are made cheaply that present value. They have an appetite for Walmart. They have an appetite for cheaper cars, more affordable cars. They're not going to want to support, I don't believe, the notion of getting back to focusing on manufacturing when manufacturing comes at a cost to their bottom line. Well, when you look at China, that there you know is a three hundred and fifty billion dollar trade deficit, could be a half a you know five hundred billion dollar trade deficit with the U.S. Um, you know, Trump has to look. He's looked at NAFTA. He's uh, he's bullying Mexico pretty good. The uh, peso has dropped eleven percent against the U.S. dollar in a very very short time. Um, he says that Canada has been taking liberties and uh, laughing all the way to the bank, basically. Um, you know, the U.S. has always been a bully, and they will always be a bully. And uh, Trump is uh, the bully boy, so I guess uh, we have to stick with it. But if you look at currencies right now, the U.S. dollar has risen about 4% over the last month, month and a half, against virtually every currency around the world, especially the basket of six currencies that we always look at. Um, which is the Japanese yen. And I'm looking at the Japanese yen. You know, two days ago, we were trading at 111. It's dropped down to about a 109 range. Uh, the euro was trading 120. It's down about 117. Uh, the pound at one time, not so long ago, we were at 144, 145. We're trading in the 134, 135 range. Canadian dollar, same thing, trading around about 127. Yet gold has stood pretty firm, Darren, don't you think? I mean, it has. Uh, In fact, not only has it stood firm, Paul, I think that if you look at the overall snapshot, it's painting a clear picture that is telling people what the near term is going to hold for them. Some will call these the summer doldrums, but the expectations are high right now that two things are happening that will present the, you know, the last time we may see gold and silver in these ranges. One, the US dollar has been far overbought. And, and they're having to keep pumping it up because they don't know what's going to happen here. All these announcements happening, all this paperwork being signed, who knows what's happening. And two, the metals markets have been oversold. So you have an inverse correlation between the U.S. dollar and gold, and that's been ongoing for decades. Ever since we've opened our doors in 2002, that has been a relationship in, in which we've seen lower dollar rates produce higher gold prices. And, and again, I don't expect any difference through the summer, but when you have that inverse correlation working in your favor, you're just looking ahead at what lies beyond. There are going to be some opportunities and windows of buying in the next few days, certainly some economic news coming out with the announcement potentially in a couple of weeks of an interest rate hike. There's also the, uh, of course, unemployment numbers coming to month end. And there are some other situations that will develop that do present opportunity. But Paul, if we're looking at value as being one of the main reasons we want to buy something, if it's an undervalued asset, 
we shouldn't look any further than gold and silver, in particular silver, because silver presents, for me right now, it's just around about a dollar over what it costs to pull out of the ground. Yeah. It's the, insanely cheap. The other thing is that if if you look at, you know, we look at averages, the 50-day moving average, 200-day moving average, but there's one average that's really important, and that's the 200-month moving average. That's a 20-year trend. And gold from you know some of the charts I've been working with, looks like it's really going to break out. And uh, if you look at some of the uh, big hedge fund uh, owners, you know that that run hedge funds for 150, 200 billion dollars, um, they are still in the gold market. And even if you look at the ETFs um, in the Spider Gold shares, they saw a major inflow for the first quarter of 2018. Now, this is smart money. This tells you, though, uh, you know, the ETFs supposedly be physical gold, I think there's a little bit of paper attached to it. Is there not, Darren? There is, yes, just a wee bit. But but at Guildhall, we only sell the physical product. The we, paper markets still drive the markets, unfortunately, but we're talking about physical hold-in-your-hand product. Well, as I said, I think gold and silver, especially gold uh, from the – 20-year trend mark, uh, looks like it's going to break out. Uh, I believe you should always have 10 to 15% at least uh, in your portfolio, whether it's in a hard asset, um, whether it's buying it physically, taking it home, putting it into a safe, secure depository, which we uh, vault that we offer to you, whether it's in a an RSP registered account, which we partner with Questrade, whether you have um, a TFSA, RRSP, a Lira Lift, many, many, many different types of registered plans. Uh, or even if we work with you with allocated um, finance, and that's something we're going to talk about in the next segment, Darren, which I love the, the, the way that you can own physical product with bar numbers where the product is allocated, assigned to you, where you can go visit the product and you can use somebody else's money to make money. And that's always a great way to do any type of investing. More bang for your buck, Paul. That's what it is. One eight seven seven eight silver guildhallwealth.com, the website. This week we had more talk about that 200-month moving average. Paul, in fact, I brought an article with us called Silver Prices. Precious metals could be setting up to soar immensely. And it was written by Mo Silviker uh, on the Lombardi letter, the Michael Lombardi letter. And this gets released to paid uh, subscribers, but we put it up on our LinkedIn group and probably will send it in our Precious Metals newsletter. So I highly recommend you own this. And uh, Michael is a friend uh, to the Guildhall wealth management group, as well as the Real Money Show. And he says in this article, Mo, who is one of the editors of the Lombardi Letter, wrote, don't ignore silver prices. The gray precious metal could be presenting a great opportunity. Understand that silver remains undervalued relative to other assets. For example, look at the stock market. Valuations have skyrocketed over the past few years. Investors are paying top dollar for stocks. And they haven't looked at the other metals. They haven't looked at the other risk on risk off assets. And he says further in this, even look at metals like copper. The price of copper has increased more than 50% since bottoming in 2012. Aluminum, zinc, other metals have seen massive moves to the upside as well, but silver prices remain approximately 66% below their peaks of 2011. So why remain so bullish? 
Well, he brings up what you just talked about, Paul. In fact, he puts a chart into this article which talks about paying attention closely to the 200-month moving average. And he said, notice something interesting? Well, since 2016, we've seen this moving average get tested at least four times. Every time silver prices touched their 200-month moving average, they bounced higher. In the second segment, Paul, when we come back from break, let's tell everybody where they've gone, tell them what their money can do for them, and let's talk about the allocated financing account. We'll do that and a lot more here on The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management. You are listening to Global News Radio 640 Toronto. The Real Money Show is back here with Guildhall Wealth Management. And for those listening, the number to call one eight seven seven eight silver is there for you. The Guildhall Wealth website is guildhallwealth.com. Easy website to navigate through and find out a lot of information on. And before break, Paul, we were talking about the Lombardi letter article that was written this past week uh, by one of his editors named Mo Zulfikar. The the article is entitled "Silver Prices: Precious Metal Could Be Setting Up to Soar Immensely." And we were discussing is the two hundred newsletter going to go onto our. Um, it is. It'll be on the. Advisor. It'll be there this week in the newsletter. So if you want that, sign up for it, or if you want to request it, you're already on the list. You'll be getting it. You can also go to our LinkedIn group. You'll find it under Guildhall Wealth Management, and there you'll see all of the articles and then some that we like to put up there on a monthly basis, a weekly basis, even a daily basis. But this particular article uh, speaks highly of silver as an undervalued asset. Now, the Lombardi letter and uh, Michael Lombardi, the creator, he's an investor at large, so he's not focused on precious metals per se, but they are acknowledging there is a very, very big tipping point that could be had here in terms of total value, and they, uh, they highlight silver as being that particular area of interest. Now, he says about the 200-month uh, 200 month moving average in silver prices noticed something interesting. Since 2016, we have seen this moving average get tested at least four times. Every time silver prices touch their 200 month moving average, they bounced higher. Well, what does this mean? At its core, the 200 month moving average is used as a long term trend indicator. Silver prices remaining above this average says that the long term trend remains intact. With this, Don't forget the most basic rule of technical analysis. The trend is your friend until it's broken. So, Paul, if we look back at those instances where silver has tapped the 200-month moving average, we will see very quickly that it has, in fact, produced some very, very nice results. One of those is 2011, in which after touching the 200-month moving average in 2009, we saw by 2011 the price of silver go from a relative low of around $9 per ounce up to $49 an ounce. That is the last uh, time in which we saw such a huge gain. It was a very big turn of events in the fourth of its kind since 2002, since we opened up our doors, and we've been preparing ever since. Yeah, and you know, history has a tendency to repeat itself. And we think at silver trading right now, uh, the 16, actually it's almost 16.7, has moved up uh, almost 10 cents since we're recording right this minute. Um, we believe that these markets will move back very, very quickly. Um, you know, we have a saying at Guildhall, it's better to be one week too early than one month too late. And the prices that we're seeing for gold and silver right now is a tremendous, tremendous entry level where you can get in at 1670 silver and we're looking at 1305 gold. Um, we 
in the last segment, you know, I spoke a little bit about allocated finance. And allocated finance is where you buy precious metals, you buy, for example, silver, you're buying 100 ounce Royal Canadian Mint bars with serial numbers, which is allocated directly to you. Now, for example, if silver is trading close to $17 US, which is about $22 Canadian, for you to buy a thousand ounces of silver, you're looking at twenty-two, you know, $23,000 Canadian. But instead of putting up $23,000 Canadian, including commissions and all fees, you know, you're putting up around about $10,000 Canadian. So for you to double your money, silver only has to move up around about $7 US, which would take us to around about $23.50, and you've doubled your money in the market. Now, if we're looking at 2011, where silver went to $49, you know, look where you would be with a 5,000-ounce investment which would cost you over, around about $50,000 Canadian. You'd be up over 330% roughly over the next 36 months. In the next 36 months, price of silver ventures up to 50, just where we've already been, where we've already been. Whether you put in 1,000 ounces, 2,000 ounces, five or 10,000 ounces, you make a return of over 300% on your money. So, you know, a $10,000 investment, you'd be getting $40,000. On a $50,000 investment, you know, you're looking at $150,000. And- in my opinion, silver and gold has been so undervalued because there's several reasons. You know, I was driving in with Darren uh, this morning and we were talking about where have people been invested in the last five, six years? You know, interest rates were basically zero. So we're looking at cryptocurrencies, speculative, you know. You could have bought in at $100, $200 for a Bitcoin. You went as high as 17000 As we're recording this show today, it's $7,500 US. Um, if you're in real estate, you've done extremely well. But what goes up must come down. There is always corrections. The same thing when we're looking at the stock market. The stock market since Trump has you know, uh, come to be president has gone up you know, quite considerably, five, 6,000 points. But again, there is a correction. We've seen it hit a high of 26,000. Around We're trading right now at about 24.5 as we're recording the show, 24.7 to be honest, 24.77. This is a time to look at your portfolio. If you've made money, whether you've made money in uh, marijuana stocks, which we hear a lot of people are buying, you know, whether you made money in cryptocurrencies, whether you made money in real estate, take a look at your portfolio. Then look at undervalued gold and silver. You know, we really got kicked to the curb over the last six years, and I'm the first person to say we haven't done very well. Though silver is up a little bit this year, gold and silver was up a little bit last year from a low of silver $14. Gold was around about $1,200. I think this market is about to explode. And as I said, it's better to be one week too early than one month too late. You know, we've been in this business since 2002. And, you know, when silver was trading at $3.80, people bought silver, snuck home, never told anybody. And, you know, when it went to $7, $8, you know, how smart they were. And when it went to $49, how terrifically smart they were. You know, we encourage people as well to take money off the table. You know, we have other investments where we sell natural fancy colored diamonds that, again, have done tremendously well over the, you know, over the last 40 years. They've never, ever dropped in price. Um, it's a great investment. It's probably one of the best kept secrets, but we'll talk about that in a, in a later segment. But if you look at gold and silver, 
whether you want to buy it, whether you want to take it home directly, go to our e-store, go to guildhallpreciousmetals.com or to our website, guildhallwealth.com. Right-hand corner is our email, is our web store, e-store. You can buy a physical product, whether you're buying one ounce maples, silver maples, gold maples, whether you're buying 10 ounce, 100 ounce bars of silver or 10 ounce kilo bars of gold. It's there for your pickup for immediate delivery. Uh, we don't recommend that you take home product and you know put it under the mattress it's better to put it in a safe secure vault depository which is IROC approved which we offer to our clients the storage is very minimum it's one tenth of one percent a month basically to store your product and have it insured you know for insurance purposes on your own home insurance you're only allowed about fifteen hundred dollars if your house gets robbed or something happens that's all you're allowed for unless you pay that premium you know the average price to store whether it's gold or diamonds is around about twenty five dollars a thousand for the value of per thousand so it is expensive to insure but we offer the depository which you can put your product with your bar numbers you can go visit your product we also offer rsps tfsa's all types of registered plans where we partner with quest trade they're the custodian of the product we do all the buying and selling and help you go through uh, the transition of buying gold and silver and finally there is the allocated financing. And again, it's not for everybody, but we would love to see you come into the office, sit down with us, and we'll show you how you can invest using other people's money, buying the same physical product, but knowing the physical product is there. One eight seven seven eight silver and guildhallwealth.com to visit the website. And as Paul was mentioning, there is a ton of freebies there. First off, get the investor kit. That is free to you get the newsletter. That's also free to you. We're happy that you want to get on there and subscribe and get a weekly view or overview as it would be about the precious metals markets and in general, what is trending in the marketplace that affects gold and silver. Now, if it's pricing you want, the website also has that right there. You can go to guildhallwealth.com and get gold and silver pricing so that you don't have to be searching for it or wait for the evening news to come. And uh, if you look at the overall marketplace, there is a lot there in terms of the blog that discusses what's happening in the world marketplace. Uh, in addition to that this week, Paul, and what was interesting is a little bit of news on Italy in particular and in uh, terms of what they're doing, because if you look, unfortunately, at the Italian economy right now, it's not in a good place. There is a very large, abnormally large percentage of loans in various areas, whether it's student, car, house, other types of business loans that are underwater in Italy and most likely will never get uh, paid off. And Italy knows that they're hurting within the EU. They're necessary. They're there. They're a partner. But the Italian bonds are starting to plunge and it's leading to short-term borrowing costs that are spiking the populist party there, in order to respond, has proposed a short-dated government note that would be created to pay state arrears, and investors see it akin to issuing a parallel currency. And unfortunately, that's stirring up a lot of problems. But, they, did, they did that in California a few years well, back. Well, they've tried it in different places around the world, but as we said in the office as we were sitting around talking about this week's show, 
This is an important moment because it's kind of like looking at the marketplace and saying, who's going to be the first to rock the boat? And in these large Eurozone countries, uh, just like here in Canada and the U.S., we're all dealing with one particular interest or another, and it's all being dealt with primarily through the usage of U.S. dollars. All kinds of countries are trying to circumvent the U.S. dollar. Folks, whether you've looked at this or not, whether you've researched it or done your due diligence, you cannot survive long-term by holding on to hope that the U.S. dollar will save everything. But at the same time, countries are so addicted to that uh, fiat currency that they can do nothing but propose changes like the Italian marketplace is doing. And this really just speaks volumes as to what is transpiring out there that makes us think gold and silver are becoming much more likely to be a normal everyday part of a person's economic attitude, their financial well-being, and a way for them to protect themselves, Paul, for them to have insurance. And lo and behold, if you look year over year, what do we find? That Italians have bought more gold in the last two years, three years, than they have in the first entire decade of the 2000s. So this is an interesting moment in time because behind the scenes, they're buying these physical bars and taking them home, and we're buying physical bars and taking them home, yet here in the U.S., in Canada, we're still slaves to the paper price. That is going to change. And I'll tell you, when we get back, we're going to talk more about that. We're going to talk about uh, gold to silver ratios, what's happening there. You know we love that gold to silver ratio. Reasons to own gold right now and uh, why there's no place, no exit for the U.S. from quantitative easing. That and colored diamonds coming right back. You are listening to The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Welcome back to The Real Money Show here with Guildhall Wealth Management. Paul, in that segment, we were talking about the various parts of the world, including Italy, that are looking to alternative ways, and they're establishing new bonds and concepts to drive uh, the the purchase of debt uh, in hopes that their own people and those that still believe in the Italian economy could help them to figure out their arrears because it's getting worse. As I said earlier, they are one of the Euro nations with the uh, biggest problems on their hands in terms of the debt that they currently have and how much of it is just going to collapse. They're never going to get back. I read in a few articles many months ago that as much as one quarter of all Italian debt is buried right now at this point, which is no recipe for success. Yeah, but when you look at countries like what happened to Greece with all the bad things that were happening, you don't hear a thing about it. It's never, you never see any news about it. They made a remarkable recovery. I don't think so. No, they're still very much backwards. And, you know, countries like Portugal uh, that belong to the EU also haven't been doing extremely well. But a story that, that struck me, and I spoke about it a couple of times as well uh, last month, I believe, was the store closings in the States. Uh, and also which affect us in Canada too. Um, The store closing, actually, more than 20 major retailers have closed their doors within the last 12 months. And some of the store names um, that we know is the Children's Place, uh, Foot Locker's closed 110 stores, 
Bonton, uh, they closed 48 stores. Abercrombie & Fitch, 60 stores. Aerosols, 88 stores. And, you know, that's without Toys R Us and whatever. Um, there's an awful lot of retail space happening in, in the U.S. because when these stores close, there's a lot of space that's empty. And this starts to trickle down. And I believe the safest place right now to have any type of investment is gold and silver. You know, it's not a stock. It's not a piece of real estate. It's something for 5,000 years has always been a hard asset. It's been wealth. It's been a store of wealth. And, you know, trading silver at 1660, 1670, you know, it's $22 Canadian, to me is an incredible price. You know, gold trading at 1305 US. It, even with a U.S. dollar that's increased in value about 4% over the last two weeks, three weeks, gold has still stood in there. And I think, you know, you're going to see the U.S. currency crack. Um, Trump has been talking it up. I mean, with the tariffs, um, you know, the thing that's going on with China, uh, with trying to, you know, decrease, uh, the, you know, the trade deficits. You know, the U.S. has still got $20 trillion in debt. And I said last week when I was on the show, people don't understand what a trillion is. You know, it's tough enough to figure out a million. And then we're talking in billions. Just to make it really, really simple, a million seconds. You know, how much is that? That's 11 and a half days. 11 and a half days is a million seconds. But if you take a billion seconds, it's 32 years, give or take. And if we're talking about a trillion, you know, it goes into the, you know, thousands of years. It doesn't make sense. You cannot pay off $20 trillion in debt. Central banks are plus buyers of gold for one simple reason. When you're printing money, it doesn't make no difference. You're watering it down. You're confiscating people's wealth. The price of gold has to go up to counter measure printing of any currency, any fiat currency. That's why central banks are plus owners. That's why countries like Germany have been trying to get their product back from the US where it was where it was in vaults. Other major countries, what countries, Darren, have been trying to get back central banks? Well, I mean, in terms of central banks, they, you're right. They're net net buy net buyers of gold since 2009, 2010. But we've seen some of the biggest increases in uh, recent times in in central banks of Germany, in the central banks of China, and the central banks of Russia. Uh, India has now come on board, and as of this past month, just started to make a big, big dent in their foreign reserves by adding gold, a two and a half billion dollars worth of gold, in fact, to help offset uh, and protect themselves against any economic calamity. And Paul, as you were talking about this retail apocalypse, it, it got me thinking, there is nowhere to hide, yet the headlines would have you believe that there's no problem. I mean, the mainstream media would have you believe that the U.S. economy is actually doing quite well. We're rolling back the, the Dodd-Frank bill because economic growth demands it. Well, if in 2003 I had said to you, if you're a listener to this show and I had said to you, okay, we're going to stop everything we're doing right now. We're going to take interest rates from where they were, which were climbing up until about 2008, and we're going to bring them down to zero. Lending's going to get cheaper. Mortgages are going to get cheaper. And uh, the rate of return 
on invested dollars, anything related to bond is going to get less and less and less. If I had told you that, and then on top of that told you I'm going to take $3.5 trillion and put it into the marketplace in the form of quantitative easing, ZERP, quantitative easing, any type of lending program, you call it what you want, would you have looked at me and thought that that was a sane thing to do, or would you looked at me and said that's an insane thing to do? Well, folks, that's what happened. In the last 10 years, we've taken $3.5 trillion worth of additional quantitative easing in the U.S. They've put it everywhere they can think to try and boost up their economy, and they're on path to become very similar to Japan. Japan has been on 18 years of quantitative easing. Now, not every year has been the same, but whenever there's been economic uncertainty, they've thrown quantitative easing at it. And you know what's happened there? Which is the exact same thing in the course that US and Canada are both going to take. In Japan, it is now a fact that as much as 95% of the 225 companies on the Nikkei have ownership stakes by the Japanese government. 75% of ETFs are owned by the Japanese government. That is not a, a an economy which is flourishing under the quantitative easing regimes that Japan has put forth for 18 years. They've become now the third largest economy in the world because of it. And the US is right on right on point in acting and taking that exact same course. Now, if you've made money in these markets, Congratulations, you've done yourself a huge favor by staying focused, whether it was in real estate, whether it was in the stock market, and whether you've taken a hold of other trends that have been happening in the last six, seven, eight years. Fantastic. Congratulations. What mazes me, Paul, is that these same folks that are always touting the money they've made in real estate and they've made in the stock market will be some of the same folks that never take that money off the table that always think it's going to get one step better. I've talked to people, Paul, that are up six, seven, 800% in their stock portfolios, and they don't think for one minute it would be advisable to take 10 or 15% of that and put it into a hard asset that over the long term, in fact, 5,000 years has performed well, has maintained purchasing power has been a weapon against the threat of inflation. Folks, as we go into the summer months, I cannot be any clearer about the fact that I believe you must have this type of safety mechanism in your portfolio. When the times are good, you're going to speculate a little more. You're going to put more money into assets like gold and silver. Maybe you might even take more than 25%. Who knows? Depends how much you fall in love with the idea of owning owning gold and silver. But let me tell you that if we keep on this same course, Paul, we're going to be heading down a direction we can't come back from. And unfortunately, no stocks will help us. Nothing will help us because while we're asleep, we're going to have a crash that's so large that 30, 40% of your portfolio will be evaporated by the time you get back to it. And all you will get from your mainstream support will be, it's the long-term hold. Don't worry, we've seen this happen before. It's the same thing that happened in 2008. And many people, Paul, are still sitting here today not recovered fully from yeah, 2008. I mean, a, a 3 or 4% dividend is great, but if your stock falls 40%, you're in trouble. We have already... Uh, had in gold and silver a retracement where you know the the product the price of the product got knocked down severely because they made money very very cheap no interest basically and you could go out and put your money in the stock market 
and wait for companies to buy back their stock and keep increasing the value of the stock. Yeah, again, we have two major, major um, hedge fund managers, uh, John Paulson and Ray Dalio, that have made huge investments in gold and they still believe in gold and they think gold is, you know, really going to take off. And then you look at uh, yesterday, there was a couple of people that came out um, that are Cooperman and Icon um, in the stock market and they believe the stock market is ready for a correction. So, you know, I look at four people that run major, major uh, funds and two huge investors, and they both, you know, the four of them all come up with the same conclusion. The stock market looks like it's going to come off, and gold looks like a better investment, gold and silver. So this is a, a chance to get in. I, I do go back to allocated finance uh, where you're owning and financing using somebody else's money. You're getting physical product with bar numbers, allocated, segregated. It's titled to you um, where if you're buying a thousand ounces of silver today, you would spend, you know, 17, 18,000 US, 22,000 Canadian. You're putting up 10,000 Canadian to own the same thousand. You know, a move in the market. What did we say before, Darren? A move in the market of about seven dollars, seven fifty US, ten dollar move Canadian, mm -hmm. and you've doubled your money. That's correct. And so you know, five thousand ounces in this market, you're putting up you know forty two thousand US, fifty thousand odd Canadian. You are going to make if we get back to returns, and we're going to talk about ratio. Um, silver a couple of weeks ago, the ratio was extremely high, and we said watch the ratio. It was eighty two to one. As we're recording the program today, we're at seventy eight. Uh, to one ratio? 78.33 and falling. All right. For 5,000 years, the ratio to gold to silver was 16 to 1, going back to biblical times. Going back to 1971 when Nixon took off uh, the gold standard, it was 16 to 1 ratio. If you look at the price of gold today at $1,300 and we're trading at 78 to 1 and we came down to 32 to 1, um, you're going to be looking at silver you know, in the $40 range minimum. And if that happens over the next 36 months, which I think it will, uh, expect much more than that, Paul. The last time we saw silver rise, it went to almost $50 an ounce, gold to 1920 I expect both metals to be much higher than that. History tells us that that is going to happen. The last couple of runs, each one progressively higher, also supports that notion. And even if you look at that 200-month moving average, that will point you in the direction of gold and silver moving up. The best starts come very quietly and silently. We may already be there, folks. The number to call is one eight seven seven eight silver guildhallwealth.com is the website. When we come back, more about the gold-to-silver ratio and gold and silver in the coming months. We'll talk a little bit about natural fancy colored diamonds also. You're listening to The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome back to The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management. The numbers to get going here in our fourth segment and final segment of this week's show, one eight seven seven eight silver and guildhallwealth.com, the website where you can go and find out everything. Get an investor kit for free, which is going to break down all the options you have for buying physical gold and silver. You can go and find out about our various accounts, whether you're taking home delivery, whether you're storing with us, whether you're using allocated financing or maybe putting metals into a registered account like a TFSA or perhaps even an RESP or an RRSP. All of those and much, much more at guildhallwealth.com. Now, Paul, when we were going through all of these details, 
although we do speak on a weekly basis about this and we have to congratulate those who have taken advantage of it, Colored diamonds also play a role in the hard asset markets, and we would be remiss if we didn't suggest that if you are an investor who's looking for something that is undervalued, that there's very little of, like gold and silver, you should also be looking at the colored diamond markets, and maybe, maybe even more so because of what has been transpiring in those markets. Now, you might say as a listener, I know very little about this. Well, that is where the best best investment trends come from doing your due diligence and being the first to know about it. This is a best kept secret investment. It has been making money for people for a very long time. And now Guildhall brings it to the mainstream. Paul, you have something to share with us this week in terms of diamonds that are available that make total sense for our listeners. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm off to um, Las Vegas uh, for the JCK jewelry show next week. That must be tough. Uh, yeah, it's the biggest jewelry show, but it could be a, a service strike where the people that work in the kitchens and the, uh, the maids and different things uh, could go out on strike. They could be tough eating at uh, McDonald's. Anyway, let's uh, just talk about some natural fancy colored diamonds. We have an incredible selection of argyle pinks. Now, the argyle mine is in uh, Western Australia. It's due to close in 2021. Uh, it's owned by Rio Tinto. When this mine closes, it produces 90% of the world's pinks, yet it's one-tenth of one percent of their total production in pinks. Every year they put out a selection uh, into a, what they call a tender, where you're invited to a bid. It's a silent bid, um, which doesn't even fill a quarter of a champagne flute. Uh, of colored diamonds. This is the rarest and the best of their best of what they produce. Now we have some argyle pinks um, that range from small. Uh, most of the diamonds that come out of the argyle mine are small for pinks, uh, but the prices are you know extremely outrageous. Um, but we have a 0.26, for example, fancy intense pink VS1. Um, you're looking at around about $50,000 Canadian. This is the type of diamond, and I can tell you, this is the type of diamond that's going to double every five to six years. And when the mine closes, it could happen even, you know, it may double every three years. Um, we also have a 0.29 fancy pink radiant. Uh, you're looking around about $30,000. Incredible stones, argyle, argyle material. When I say argyle material, the colors are incredible they are from bubblegum pink to raspberry pink to purposely pinks um, we have larger stones uh, we have stones that sell for three quarters of a million and a million dollars not everybody has that type of money but it's an investment that you are going to make nothing but money on argyle pinks um, the colored diamond research foundation um, that deal with every wholesaler diamond cutter um, big retail stores that sell large, uh, which we call anything over a half a carat pink upwards, uh, are claiming, which are not claiming because they deal with GIA. They know what GIA is, the Gemology Institute of America. They do all the certifications of every diamond of any worth. Uh, and they take all this data and they say, on a, even on a wholesale level, last year alone pinks went up about 11%. Um, over the last five years, they've gone up something like 113%. Um, in, incredible, incredible investment. And as I said, when this mine closes, there is no more pinks. 
So anybody that's sitting on them, most of the people that I know in the, in the dealers, they've just taken these diamonds and pushed them to the back of the safe. It's money in the bank, and they know that. Um, normally, before I go to the JCK show, where there's maybe only 20, 30 colored diamond people that we go to see and we deal with maybe five or six, um, they haven't sent me anything on anything new, and especially on the Argyle Um they're becoming very, very hard to find, as I said, because people are just taking them, putting them in the safe, because they know in 2021 they can ask ridiculous prices for these diamonds. So I you know, would say to you, if you would like to look at these diamonds, make an appointment to see us, whether it's myself, whether it's Darren, whether it's Jeremy, come to the office, sit down, We'll educate you in why these diamonds are such terrific investments. One eight seven seven eight silver guildhallwealth.com. There you'll see a selection of the diamonds we have available. The photos are second to none, folks. We've taken time and effort and dollars in putting into that uh, the amount of sweat and blood and tears that we've had over the years in accumulating the collection we have on hand. It's one of the finest in the world. I know listening to a show, a local show in Toronto with a firm that has its offices, head offices out of Markham, Ontario, it sometimes gets a little overwhelming in, ter- in terms of doing your due diligence, but I ask, in fact, I implore you to understand these markets properly. Go out and read a little bit about Colored Diamonds. Find out more about this particular arena. It is one of the best ways you can look to make money long-term. There are no lawyers involved. There are no plumbers and electricians, no engineers. There is nothing you have to do on a monthly basis, no tenants to collect the check from. There is no market in which can be you know manipulated uh, like the stock market. Nothing of that kind. You can put your head down on a pillow at night, sleep soundly, knowing you have an asset which is locked up, which is there for you, your estate, the next generation, whatever you need it for, and it's making money. And that is the key to being successful, making money while you sleep. Now, Paul, if we add that together, going back to the allocated financing, and we were to take a thousand ounces of silver, round about ten thousand dollars, package that together with one of the diamonds you were discussing for under forty thousand dollars. Basically, I have an investment that includes both areas of interest: the undervalued silver, the undervalued colored diamond, and I'm winning in both ways. And a lot of people right now who are in the position uh, that we've discussed earlier today in prepping for this show that are at the point now where they've made a nice return on their invested dollars through real estate, or they've made a nice return through their invested dollars in the stock market, and they've put together a nice little run. Cryptocurrencies, absolutely. This may be the moment where you have an opportunity to take that bridge to the next level of investment income and being prepared for what lies ahead. Yes, you'll get an opportunity somewhere down the road to buy some more real estate. And yes, the stock market will look very good and very undervalued in the future. But the bridge to get there may involve hard assets. In fact, I believe it does involve hard assets. Gold, silver, platinum, palladium, natural fancy colored diamonds. If you are going to think about investing your hard-earned dollars into the silver market, as we had suggested, using the allocated financing account, remember... For every 5,000 US you're putting into the market, you're getting a free gram of gold. 
That's just our way of saying thank you for coming aboard. Offset any costs that might be involved in some storage and whatnot. You can use it however you see fit. Take it home with you. Add some more on a monthly basis through the Monthly Buyers Club. We will do that in those accounts as well as the TFSAs or any other registered account up to a maximum of 10 grams of gold. Remember, when you're investing with Guildhall, you are buying physical gold, physical silver, and the colored diamonds. You have to come into the office to see them. You'll be amazed at how much value fits in the palm of your hand. It's portable wealth. It can be taken all over the world. And if I was going to say to somebody, tell me what is the best way to invest $100,000, $50,000 in this day and age, even though I think many people, Paul, still would suggest I'm going to put it into the stock market, I'm going to buy some real estate, that time to do that and make money is growing less and less by the, by the day. And I think ultimately we're seeing it now in the Toronto market with mortgage rates, with the cost of borrowing still being low, and we're not seeing home prices rise like they did last summer. Already we're seeing the amount of mortgage applications year-over-year drop. We are certainly seeing headlines that suggest the minute changes the government has made to borrowing and who can invest in homes as the culprit for that, but we know better. We know that real estate has been on a very big run, and we know that the smart money is now starting to diversify into other hard assets. This is the opportunity for you to do so. The number to call is one eight seven seven eight silver and guildhallwealth.com is the website. Now, Paul, before we go uh, on this week's show, we were talking about the silver to gold ratio. For weeks and weeks and weeks, maybe even months, we've been talking about that ratio above 80. In the last week and a half, it's broken down. It's actually become 78, a little bit below 80. That, we said, would be the very onset of the next stage of this bull market. That had to happen in order for us to break out. Well, that's the heads up. That's the heads up. Exactly. The light bulb's turned on. We have a couple minutes left. Paul, what would you like to say before we get uh, before we get to the end of the show this week? Well, you know, last week we had a, a knockdown in gold. And the reason the price got knocked down, $1.7 billion uh, was sold of paper into the market, not laddered in. I mean, if you want to sell product, uh, you want to get the best price. You don't just slam a $1.7 billion worth of gold. Uh, to get out of the market. You want to smash it down for a reason. They did smash it down, but we've started to bounce back up. And again, I think the paper sellers are going to have some problems when they're going to have to start doing some short covering. And when they're not going to be able to, you know, people will say, I want the product. I don't want the paper. They want to start taking delivery because they realize that it's going to be harder and harder to find gold and silver. And there's a report out actually from uh, one of the largest um, or gold corp, Ian Telfer, Telfer, and he said, you know, $1,300 gold, the market is shrinking. Gold supply is shrinking. For the bullion price, it could be negative for, for larger gold mining companies, which means the mining companies just can't sell it. At It can't provide gold at $1,300. It's going to have to go up, and it will go up very, very quickly, and it will be drastic. It will be overnight. All right, shows to come down the road, peak gold, peak oil. There is a lot to be said. Get yourself into some gold and silver, colored diamonds through Guildhall Wealth today. The website is guildhallwealth.com. The number is one eight seven seven eight silver And you have been listening to The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto.